Welcome to my basement, everybody. I've got a terrific guest and somebody that you've been wanting to hear from because Assassin's Creed Valhalla is heading towards us almost uh, in the same kind of rage-fueled intensity that we see in the raids in this killer new game that I got a chance to play a little bit. Benoit Richer is with us right now, and he uh, is one of the game directors on the title. Uh, Benoit, thank you for joining us here in the basement. And, it's a real uh, pleasure. How how are you doing right now? You've uh, you've let people play with your baby a little bit, right? You've yes. Let the, you've you've let the cat out of the bag. People are actually playing this game that you know people are super hyped about. It's one of the big beauties of kind of the next gen uh, you know cycle of systems, and it looks incredible. For for the people that played it, like they're super excited. They're like ecstatic about it. It's like wow, okay, I thought it was this, but now. By playing it, I see that this, 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 like everything that we've we've added, like how it changed, and we 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 adapted the formula. Uh, people are super excited. Awesome. Um, yeah, I mean, let's talk a little bit about the uh, philosophy on uh, the scope of the game because clearly this is a game that has learned a lot from uh, the many iterations of Assassin's Creed over the years and the evolution of the franchise. But what is, you know, the the unique quality of Valhalla that you guys never have attempted before with this franchise? Well, it's hard to find like actually one thing because it's all of these new features and system that we've added together, like the story, the theme, uh, how the treatment of the, the, the story as well, all of, all of these elements come together to create a cohesive experience. And this is what is really standing out uh, because we cannot just take one element and say like, oh, we added this feature or this thing, but it's actually the experience that we have, how you feel, like what it feels to be a Viking at that time period, this pivotal moment. So yeah, definitely like the, the, the experience that we have, like you start in Norway, like going back after that, like you go to, uh, to England, feel the difference between the harsh Norway and after that, the lush and vibrant England. So it's all of these moments that it's really going to be, it's creating a distinctive uh, Viking experience. One of the things that I noticed in my playthrough is how alive England feels. You know, yeah. like there, it feels like there's stuff happening, whether they're animals running through the, the, the forest or boats on the water or townspeople milling about, people wanting your attention. Um, it, there was a real sense of uh, vibrancy, which I think is something that you guys have just been adding brushstrokes to to Assassin's Creed over the years. But I, I don't know, there's something um, I guess the other thing is that this is a community type of experience as well, right? Like you really aren't alone in this Assassin's Creed game. You yeah. have a whole bunch of people around you and you're constantly working with them. Because in Assassin's Creed Valhalla, we wanted to portray also different aspects of the Viking life. Like the, what it was to be a Norse at that time period. Having activities, like stuff you could do, the, the, how the combat is played out. Uh, letting more player agency also that how I could feel freedom like to to craft my own path to craft my own sagas um, like the, the the alliance map for example that we have the new settlement how you build your home like you go and you you collect uh, alliances it bring back new people building new uh, you create new buildings giving you uh, new abilities and uh, after that all of that to make you feel how it was to be a Viking then at that time period yeah is that how you guys start out? on uh you know crafting a direction for assassin's creed do you think time period and uh the types of battles and um you know it'd be fun to explore that and then you interweave all of the 
Assassin's Creed, you know, threading and the plots and the connections to the other titles and the franchise itself? Or how do, how do you guys kind of know what direction you're going to send your giant army of people to the <laughs> well, This is always the kind of an evaluative process when we start in conception. Uh, we start and by checking, we, we for sure, the, the, the pivotal story moment, the historical uh, moment is something that is really kind of a big driving factor as well. Uh, yeah. The character, how, how could we put our, our character into something that players are going to feel that they want to be part of it? Something that also like a theme that's going to excite people. So now you take that theme and you say like, what it would be to be a Viking in that time period? What would I do? What I would like to do? What they were actually doing? Because we want also players to learn who uh, the Norse was, like what was their difficulty, their, their, their myth, their, 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 their believing their gods, how it was affecting their daily lives, their daily activities. And we crafted after that like systems, uh, features to try to represent that so the player could actually experiment it. That's awesome. I know you guys work with um, historians and there's a, you know, always a huge effort to kind of uh, uh, make it feel authentic. Does it feel like you, you go to school a little bit when you work on an Assassin's Creed game? It's like, I, I, yeah. I, I didn't know I wanted to know all of this stuff about Norse mythology, but now I am an expert on Norse mythology. Is it kind of like that? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> like learning like every day through the course of the, the years. Uh, we work with uh, Dr. Jackson Crawford, a consultant yeah. in Nordic studies. He's yes. actually a professor of Old Norse language and culture <laughs> at the University of Colorado. So the Nordic cultural life, the language, the mythology, their life, uh, the Norse myth, the sagas, uh, how like these uh, Norse were actually about like gaining pride and avoiding shame and how it, it, it reflected into their, like how they organize themselves. I have learned a lot and like, I, I, it was also really important to get immersed into this, and this is really helping. Uh, watching what has been done, reading also like uh, books about it, uh, listening to the music. I've been listening to, uh, I'd say like Viking or Norse Norse music for like many years. Um, oh, that's great. Yeah. So, um, so it's really important that we embed ourselves in what it was because it's going to help us to actually create a, a craft an experience that we want players to live and to learn these things that are super exciting. I noticed the music. It's absolutely gorgeous in this game. And I, I, I you know, obviously you're stacking good work on top of good work, right? you know, with a franchise that's as successful and as popular as Assassin's Creed is, but there is this sense of, of course it makes sense to make a Norse Assassin's Creed game, you know, traipsing through England and stuff. Um, What's been the most surprising thing for you to uncover uh, about Norse mythology and its uh, integration into England and how important, uh, you know, Viking culture was to the England that we know now? Well, yeah, there was many things. It's hard to settle, let's say, on one thing. Um, how the mythology, how their gods were affecting their daily lives. Uh, how it was, this is what gave them strength, courage. Uh, like also like, it was interesting to see like the conflict between their beliefs and their gods versus uh, Christianity and what it was at that time. What it mm -hmm. was like uh, when they try, you, they try to settle into um, in England and try to learn also these things where England was divided into kingdoms and they were fighting each other. And to play that pivotal story moment, to be in it, to 
this is like, yeah, yeah. It makes it like super, super interesting. How much um, connection are we going to see to, uh, uh, you know, previous moments from Assassin's Creed history? Is there, you know, obviously there's like an overarching uh, story, but are, are, are there also connections to previous Assassin's Creed heroes or, or you know, are, are we going to see some similarities to stuff we saw in Odyssey or Origins, like not just in gameplay, but are we going to actually see like story beats or, you know, people going to reading through a, a book in a in a church or something and there's going to be some of the, the tales of previous Assassin's Creed heroes? For sure, there's the, uh, this is a, a long story, a long-term conflict that's going to continue. Uh, we're going to continue exploring the, the, the story of uh, Lila during the present day. Uh, so there's the, the present day moment. We're continuing that story. Uh, also, what we did is to the, um, I don't know if you've actually uh, played it in the, the demo, but we have the Animus uh, Anomalies, which are message left inside the simulation for Lila to find. And you're going to recover fragment of evidence of the first sieve. So we mix Lila inside the simulation as well. So we create this new moment to continue this very interesting storyline. Obviously, this is uh, this game was really revealed with the Xbox Series X reveal, and it's uh, a title that everybody that's going to be jumping on board for PlayStation 5 or Xbox Series X has got their eyes on right now. Can you talk to us a little bit about uh, um, some of the enhancements or some of the, the things that will make this feel like a fresh Assassin's Creed because of the hardware that these new systems provides? Well, actually, this is something that's going to greatly going to help the experience and the flow and the pacing. Just sometimes the, the loading time, like faster loading time, this is going to help. Like being immersed like really quickly. Uh, sometimes you don't have to, uh, to wait when you're launching the game, that sort of stuff. So you could jump like right into it. Uh, the stuff that we're having sometimes uh, uh, subtlety, but it makes a whole difference. Like the, 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 the haptic feedback, let's say in the control that are much more subtle and we could create something really unique and new there that before we were not able to do. Uh, but this is pretty much what I can mention like right now. Okay. Uh, can you talk to us a little bit? Is it going to run at 60 frames per second or, you know, or is, are there going to be increasement increases in the, uh, the visual fidelity that you can hint at? For sure, like the, the, the visual are going to be definitely uh, enhanced. The, um, in terms of the, the, the frame rate, for sure, at the minimum, it's going to be 30 uh, frames per second. But uh, we need to make something that's going to make the most out of the, the visual treatment, like the immersion that you have, because the world is a character in itself and it's super sure. rich. The number of characters that we have, uh, same thing when we have like the new uh, scenarios that you have, like the raids or the assaults, where as you're raiding, like your, your teammates are starting to put fire and land, the, the whole atmosphere actually changed. You're walking to, to really deep fog, start to see less and less, um, but it's all creating and supporting all these all uh, nice visual effects. Let's talk about raids for a minute right now. This is a really unique way to play an assassin. It feels like a different game when you're in a raid. It feels like you're in uh, a Dynasty Warriors or something. Like it's just, <laughs> it, it just gets so chaotic. There's so much stuff going on. And, and you can call that up. That's something that you have a choice because you don't have to go on raids. You can make that a gameplay decision. You can go off alone if you want to kind of play more traditional or you can uh, uh, get all your buddies in on this. Uh, how important were raids, I guess, to telling your story, but also um, to showing the horsepower of this game? Yeah, because 
like I was saying like earlier, we wanted to give this tool, like how the Viking were actually super efficient because of mm -hmm. the long ship design, how we were able to carry a large raid troop with you uh, to place where nobody was expecting it in shallow and super like shallow and, and narrow rivers and try to uh, do some hit and runs and you're able to raid these locations and after they get out with the loot. Um, but after that, this is up to player's choice. For sure, there's places where you need your crew. Uh, you will need your crew. Sometimes there's like super heavy barred doors or like big stuff that you need to push in order to uh, try to, re to retrieve the loot. And that loot is being there for also to increase your settlement, to, to bring it back, to upgrade it, to, to have construction materials, uh, that, that, these resources that you need. Um, but I could try to, from the shore, and lance the raid order because this is a new tool that we're giving for the player anything that's nearby the water you could assault it with your uh, with your uh, your raid crew um so you could do that and just like go like axe out and try to um defeat everybody or you could actually try to sneak in take out a couple of key targets and then from within the, the that place either it's monastery military camp bandit camp or a different type of location that we have uh, you could actually summon your crew you have the horn and then your crew is able to go and come and finish the job uh there's the other context which is the assault also large-scale battle with objectives like depending on the alliance that you've built with all the different um with the territory that you gain alliances you're going to meet new people people are going to join inside these assault usage uh, using siege weaponry uh so they have defense also um ingredients i would say like uh they try to, to pour like uh, burning oil on you, have like huge spring galls, which is super damaging, like the flock of arrows. Even you try to pull up ladders up the wall, they try to push it back. But these are really like big climactic moments that we, we wanted to make sure that the player could actually play them, like experience it. And it's not just a cinematic. You know, there was a really nice beat in the uh, the demo that I got some hands-on time with where there's a wedding that gets celebrated and everybody mm -hmm. kind of just is in the reverie. It slows down. You know, people aren't killing or stabbing each other for a minute. And and uh, there's a kind of a sense of humor about everything. And I thought that was a really nice piece for you guys to give us hands-on with um, mm -hmm. because usually with a lot of the, uh, the hands-on that we get, it's really about action. It's about to show off, you, you know, the, uh, the sort of the flashier bits. But I thought that there was a really nice moment in, uh, you know, conveying the story and getting a sense of the characters. And I guess that must have been very important for you guys. Yes, definitely. Because in the demo, it's just a small slice of the game. It's just a, yeah. a part of an arc. But there's many, so many arcs with different themes, different type of characters, different type of emotion, uh, different type of pacing, because in an experience, it's really important that we have variation and progression inside the pacing that you have, like what you're going to experiment at each given time. Because it cannot be like action all the time, because something that was really important for us is we wanted to portray a different aspect of the Viking life. Like sometimes the other type of activities that you could do, sometimes going hunting, going fishing. Uh, they, they play dice, which, which is Orlog or... or it's one of the mini games that we have. This is super exciting. I got um, I got uh, completely shit faced in the game. I thought that was drinking, a pretty interesting mini game. Yeah, the drinking mini game because it was important for them to have like pride to say like, hey, I'm a solid drinker and I could out drink you. The famous uh, rap battles like the flitting. That this is something else that I've learned also that I didn't knew about at all. Um, how you could actually uh, something we call the the Cairn stone. Well. When you stack some stone up together too, it's a peaceful moment. It's a moment of reflection with a majestic view. 
And then, it, but then again, it's a small puzzle where you need to try to find a way to reach a certain level. So these, all of these activities is going to create not only variation in terms of pacing, but we're letting freedom for the player to try to choose what he wants to do. And at the same time, he's learning about these people. He's learning of what it was at that time to be a Viking. That's awesome. The other major thing that um, has been a part and threaded into Assassin's Creed games forever is the uh, uh, the verticality and also the subterranean sort of exploration, you know, mm -hmm. and the things that just continue to reveal themselves to you. And I thought that that was a wonderful hands-on element too. Is like, wow, look at these surprises around these corners. But I have to imagine that it must feel a little bit like you're rolling a boulder up a mountain when you get tasked with making a new one of these because there's so there's so much expectation and they've been so yep. successful and i every time you make one you have to be better than the last, the last one and uh how do you grapple with that uh, you know you as a team member how do you sort of take that in and say yep we're gonna do this and knowing the commitment it's gonna take and the uh the hours and the creativity how do you how do you tackle that brick by brick definitely Sometimes by looking at the mountain, it's like, oh, wow, okay, that's that's going to be huge. But we have a team of over 800 passionate and dedicated people that are all committed. They all want to create a good game. They all add in their expertise uh, from uh, within the Montreal team, from all the different studios. Everyone has their own expertise. And to see that all come together, again, brick by brick, everyone have their part and see this majestic piece coming all together from all the... the, the, the the synergy of all these people working together and try to, and I think this is something we, we really succeeded at is how everything works together. That's going to make it like really from a big difference right now, for sure. I would say like I'm playing right now, uh, but the feeling that you have like all of these different systems, all of the different activities, the storyline that you have, the choice, the agency that you have within this, it's, it's, it's really like, it's, um, it's a wonderful experience. But then again, yes, it's challenging but everyone is up to the challenge. You um, deal with external developers. That's part of your uh, job description. You're, you're uh, you know, communicating with people probably all over the world that are contributing to this game. So uh, Zoom conversations and Microsoft Teams conversations, that's par for the course for you. Uh, but of course, a pandemic has hit in the middle of making this game. Um, how has the team adapted and are you guiding everybody through and, and making sure everybody's got webcams? <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. In the back. Ubisoft did an amazing job on trying to fill everyone with what they needed from home. We went to collect our stuff at work uh, with, for sure, like super heavy protocols, uh, getting some chairs, some webcam, etc. Um, so they were always like super supportive. But now, for sure, my, my job was always to communicate like it was like from, from Singapore, there's Sofia in Bulgaria, like Barcelona. Uh, there's uh, Spirisoft, an external partner in Russia and like other studios as well. Wow. Uh, for sure, for me, it continues. But at the beginning, when it when it hit, everyone was like, oh, bad timing. Okay, but it was surprisingly, we kept the momentum. It's just the adaptation at the beginning because, you know, people, there are people with family uh, yeah. that you need to rearrange. Oh, there's no more school. What do we do? For sure, there, there was kind of a small adaptation, but the momentum that we were able to, to, to keep, and it was showing by the result in game, like keep playing the game, keep definitely playing different builds. We were keep seeing it improve and improve and improve. And we we're like, wow, okay, this is working. Wow, okay, it continues. And we we're like, okay, good, okay, it works. And 
And then again, when you want to review something, uh, either with a different group, a different studio, etc. Yes, Microsoft, uh, Microsoft Teams, for example, and there's other means of, of streaming. You could play a session with a whole other people, like everyone, a full group at their home, and we could comment, exchange, etc. So the communication are almost as efficient. And it's uh, amazing that the the game consuming audience out there is sitting there right there with you, like yeah. <laughs> games more than more than ever right now, you know. And and I know people are psyched about this. Uh, you know, your team and other teams that is uh, at Ubisoft have definitely been on my mind because there's been a lot of rough news around Ubisoft the last little while. And uh, my heart goes out to you guys because you know there have been some dark stories and bad stories, but there's so many people invested in building entertainment for us at this massive company. How has that been for you guys? Have you guys been able to kind of talk it, talk that through and, and overcome it? Because I'm sure it's, I mean, it's got to be painful. Are you guys doing okay? Oh, definitely. Uh, for sure, there's some change that needed to happen. And they're, yeah. they're, they're, they're happening. And it's not just a change for a moment. It's something that definitely... Uh, it's going to last. But like I was saying before, the team is all committed. Everyone is aligned. Everyone is working in great synergy to finish this game to be the best experience as possible. That's awesome. Um, have you guys announced the release date yet? Do we know when it's coming? Uh, we're, we're announcing that it's going to be November 17 of this year. Oh, it is. Okay. Fantastic. All right. Well, that's on my calendar, my friend. Um, nice. I think one of the best things that UB has done, actually, and, and you you, uh, you can back me up on this if you want to or not, but I felt like when we were getting an Assassin's Creed every year, they were always special, but they became a little less special when they were every year. Now that we've got a little bit of a break in between them, it it, uh, it allows us to get hyped again, you know, in between these games and to get super fired up, especially when uh, a, an idea for one of these titles seems to be so aligned and so perfectly like a perfect fit for an Assassin's Creed experience. Like yeah. we all want to be Vikings. Yeah, definitely. Like uh, <laughs> playing with that, like being immersed into this. Yeah, we all want to be Vikings. Uh, but it led us the time to review the game structure, like how player could choose uh, which territory you want to try to have an alliance with, etc. How you build your own settlement, uh, bringing big new features like having the raids. It's not something that it's also uh, simple. Your raid crew that is with you, uh, yeah. the assault, like the, the whole fresh take on, on progression. It allows us to at least review and uh, take a fresh new take on all of these elements. And the head chopping. Oh my goodness. Oh, the dismemberment. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then again, it's like we. We're doing everything to make sure that you're going to feel like a badass Viking. And for sure, oh, you sure do. Man Wu is part of it. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Are, are there distinct, um, you know, obviously the storylines are going to change a little bit between playing a male Ivor or a female Ivor, but are there other distinct characteristics in the, in the way that they are animated or, you know, the types of moves and stuff that they pull off between either character? Uh, for sure, they have uh, each of them. Sometimes have something unique. For sure, they have their their their, their pose. There's there's some animation. Uh, if you have, uh, uh, you could customize your character. And for sure, there's stuff that it's uh, unique for a female, where it's unique for a man. Uh, yep. so for example, different type of shapes of beard. For example, um, yeah. but after that, like in term of character development, for sure, this I will let to let the the player plays it for themselves to try to discover it in the story. I liked some of the choices too, and I'm not going to spoil those, but there were some pretty big choices that you oh, could definitely. let us play through, which was pretty damn cool. 
Um, how long have you been working on Assassin's Creed games, Benoit? Well, actually, uh, this is actually my first Assassin's Creed game. I always okay. wanted to be um, part of uh, this team. This this team is just amazing. Um, but it's been what two years and a half now? Two years and a half, three years that I'm working on on this one. Fantastic. And were you at UB before that, or did you come to UB to work on Assassin? Oh no, no. Like I've been at Ubisoft since uh, 1998. I did some back and forth. Uh, I did a shift at uh, Warner Brothers uh, on the Batman um, Arkham Origins. Great. Uh, so I did some, some back and forth, but UB is my home base. That's awesome. What what is uh, what is Ubisoft? What does it mean to you? What kind of a company is Ubisoft for you? For me, it's a company that is really letting the opportunity for people to uh, to shine, to develop themselves. There's so many opportunities. They're so supportive. When there's something, uh, they definitely react. Uh, this is something that is really being really great. Like my experience at UB, I've been amazing. Fantastic. Uh, all right, we don't have that many months to wait for the yeah. new Assassin's Creed adventure. Valhalla is coming. Benoit Richer, thank you so much for being a part of the basement today. And uh, thank you all for watching. We'll be back with some new content for you very soon. And until then, play forever.